launched his company about the year I was born. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> launched, <laughs> launched, <laughs> launched, I'm not actually kidding by too many years, only about a decade, but launched his company in 2001 really as an agency doing a lot of consulting work, professional services related, quickly changed that into kind of more relationship platform with Elastic Grid, scaled that to about 5.5 million bucks in annual revenue, 40 employees down in Sydney across some of their other offices as well, and decided, you know what? There's a roll-up happening in this space. I want to be ahead of it. I'm going to sell this thing to Zift. And now he's leading as an SVP. They're doing business development. This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple of hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're a bit strapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Cameron Avery. He created a company called Elastic Grid, which enhances the partner experience by delivering scalable, easy-to-use channel marketing platform for backend uh, by personal support. He ended up selling that to Ziff Solutions, where he's now an SVP of business development. And now, again, started Elastic Grid in Sydney, is now living here in the States in California. Cameron, are you ready to take us to the top? I am indeed. Let's right. go for it. Give us the story here. So Elastic Grid, first off, let's work backwards. When did you sell the company? Uh, the company got acquired in November last year, just after Thanksgiving. Okay, so November 2017. And when? what year did you launch Elastic Grid in? Uh, I launched a company called Elastic Digital back in 2001, uh, so many moons ago, and it was a digital creative agency. So I started that in Bondi Beach in Sydney, Australia. Literally, uh, we don't have basements in Bondi, so how I did do you, it in a how do you start? How do you start a company right next to Bondi Beach? I would get nothing done. <laughs> I'd be out on the beach all day. <laughs> but it's changed a lot in 20 years, Nathan. I'll give you that. But uh, yeah, it was tough, mate. I used to go surfing at lunchtime, but we used to knuckle down in the sunroom and we banged out a, a program called Profile to Lead, which we linked up with email marketing. Listen, I'm showing my age. That was 20 years ago. So <laughs> it was pretty new and sexy. But before that, I was the story is before that I was working in IT distribution and they were spending a ton of money, like millions of dollars doing boondoggles, golf days, sporting events, Olympics, and they were just spending money, ads in ARN, CRN, yep. you know, that's pretty IT specific, no ROI. It was just kind of like, show yep. me the money. So what I said is like, there's got to be a better way. And that's when I started interlinking. I taught myself at night uh, a program called Macromedia Flash 2. I realized that through action. Now you're really aging yourself. <laughs> macro me macro jesus cameron macro media holy cow i think apple shot that thing in yes. the head but it, it's like so listen i taught myself that and i worked with a technical guy there called alois caselli and he was the he was the no to my yes but anyway that's how we created a company uh called elastic digital back then but the premise was that look stop just spending money why don't we actually use email tell a good story, hence the Macromedia Flash, and then track it and, let, and, and then actually know if somebody's interested in a product. Listen, this is 20 years ago. It was cutting edge stuff. Uh, so what did you, Cameron, I, what did you scale it to? So I imagine you, you, did you turn this into like a pure play SaaS model away from the agency or what was the model before you sold? I love it. I don't think SaaS was a word 20 years ago, mate. That's why I asked. <laughs> exactly. So listen, 
when I when we when we left, it was a pure creative. We wanted to be a digital creative agency, and then we created the backbone, that profile to lead tracking technology underneath it. So we were selling creative, but we had a back end, which we now call as a SaaS program, where we would start to track the interactions and let somebody know if there was a propensity to buy. So we we that was kind of the what we created as Elastic Digital, and then that evolved over time into mass scale marketing automation for the channel, meaning that not only we will design and build a great story, we'll put it on a platform and then use Cisco, VMware, Dell, whoever, you can give that story out to hundreds of your partners around the world to push out, you know, to end users. So, so I didn't it started as an question. agent, go ahead. Yeah, uh, yeah the, 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 it started as an agency, but it, I bootstrapped everything. I asked my dad for 10 grand. He gave it to me at 20 grand. I burnt 10 grand on a stupid idea, which I won't go into. But then I actually hit one out of the park with uh, Elastic Digital. And then we grew, we were profitable for six, first 16 years. So no investment, not definitely not the Silicon Valley way. By the way, uh, I love that, right? So that, that's, that's one of the reasons I want to have you on. So when you say you blew it out of the park, I mean, try and quantify this for me. What did you grow the company to in terms of revenue before you sold? Oh, look, I think before, you know, when we grew it, it was slow beginning, remember, digital creative agency, but I personally was the only salesperson um, and we grew it to about, I think it was 5.5 million USD. And how was the, was the team size? Team size at that stage was around 40. Okay. And you were, you were operating right at break even because you hadn't raised capital, so you couldn't be burning too much. No, no, we were making a really healthy profit. I think we were making 30% profit, which was great. Okay. And we paid out some dividends, but we kept a lot in the money. A lot of the money we kept for growth. So why sell? Uh, because it was getting more and more difficult to compete because the other guys in our space, you know, like Zift, good example, they were starting to take in venture capital. They were starting to invest more heavily in their development team. Uh, and then they, I think the stroke of genius with Zift is they decided to bundle in uh, PRM into CMM. So that's partner relationship management into a marketing automation platform for partners and then bang them together. Nobody had done that. And when they did that, it was like, look, I'm spending my own money that I've saved from the profitability years to try and keep up to develop against these behemoths. It's like, why not join them? And and joining them gave is giving Ziff the things that they desperately needed, and it's making them a much stronger company. So that's why it was a no-brainer for all of us to join forces. What we give them is we take a very partner-first approach to marketing. SaaS is great, but unfortunately, if you build it, they will come. doesn't really work in the channel. That's right. Now, you said this was a huge win for you. I mean, can you quantify it? I'm sure you probably can't talk about specific acquisition price, but was it like generally north of 2x or 3x ARR? Yeah, it was. And I, I, you know, it's, it's, uh, can you say the price now that it's, you know, we're removed a year or so? No, because there was no price. It was more, it was a multiple, uh, for shares. I'm heavily invested in Ziff solution, puts it, put it that way and, and their success, which is smart, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there wasn't, there wasn't cash up front, but let's say they valued the company at three X, your 5.5, so 15 million. They basically gave you that equivalent in shares and, and your other common holders in elastic. They gave you those shares yeah. in Ziff. Absolutely. And remember, Zift is now three companies colliding together, Relayware, Elastic Grid, Zift. And look, there's going to be a roll-up in our space, as there are with every other space. I definitely see that Zift, Relayware, Elastic Grid, we've got a huge dev team, huge customer-facing team now. But when, when we're doing these sprint cycles and we're starting to churn this out and clicking this all together, we'll create a new channel. We'll create a new – like 
we'll create enterprise channel management. And it's something, remember, like Nathan, 70% of all world trade goes through a channel. So that's trillions and trillions of dollars. So we want to be an engine that a channel, you know, a leader can employ to do nearly everything they need to be successful by, you know, pushing and monetizing and making their channel successful. Do you guys remember the last time you sat down for a meal with a friend or a business colleague and they pulled out two phones and put them on the table? Do you remember what you thought? Whenever I see this, I go, oh gosh, what a tool. But look, sometimes you can't blame these folks. They're trying to separate their personal lives and their business lives with two separate phones. Some of you guys with just one phone might get frustrated when you're not sure if calls coming in are personal or business. And we've all gotten a call from an unknown number and wondered if it's, again, a business call or a random caller. Well, now there's a new tool in town making all this easy. Sideline gives you a second number so work and personal communication can live on one device. With the Sideline app, it's easy to own a dedicated business number and still separate work and personal numbers, again, all on that single phone. You'll know when work when calls are for work or if they're personal. You can keep things private. And I love this part. You can text from these two separate numbers. So clients versus customers versus your own kind of personal friends. All from one phone. You'll look more professional. You can automate texts whenever you're busy. And you can team up with others on your team to share responsibility for that one single phone number in case you're away or not available. Sideline comes with calling, texting, picture messaging, and more, giving you all the value of another phone without having to pay for an actual new phone. Right now, you guys can download Sideline for iPhone or Android for a free seven-day trial or learn more at sideline.com forward slash trial. That's sideline.com forward slash trial. Now, Cameron, I, I love money. I think you love money too. Uh, I mean, if I'm in your shoes, I'm going, I can make myself fairly wealthy taking a million in free cash flow on 5-5 five, five annually, right? I mean, there's got to be a damn good comp structure on this thing because while it is a growing company, while there is a roll-up, while they raise venture capital, while they have a huge dev team, you lose control of managing the cash flow. So how do you make yourself and your other comments from Elastic rich off this? Well, the good, like Elastic was pretty much my company. As I said, I bootstrapped it. It was all me. There was no, it was, it was a pretty easy transaction to do. And I, I, I'm betting on the long game as opposed to the short game. Sure. It, it's in some ways, it's not about money. It's about creating a new category, enterprise channel management. If, you know, when we get this right, it is a whole new category. So, and there will only be one or two winners. Think of, yeah. you know, responses, Eloqua, Marketo, there will be heavyweight winners in this area. And that's what we want to be. Then I guess I get to, Get that yacht and sit on a beach. You're, like that you're, would ever happen. You're so much. You're so much more charitable than me. I like to have a big win on the end, but also get rich in the process. So I win, win no matter what. But you're, I've, you're, I've done you're it right. Don't worry. <laughs> Thanks for your concern for me, Nate. I appreciate that, brother. You're, 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 you're a nicer guy than me. Okay, but in, in all seriousness, now that you're working inside a larger bureaucratic, it's definitely more bureaucratic than you running your own thing. I mean, have you hit challenges? Are there days where you come in and you're like, damn it, I just want to do this thing, but I've got to go do X, Y, and Z to get it done? Uh, listen, any any CEO that gives away control, that goes into another organization, look, you go through, it's like a divorce. You know, you're angry, you're miserable. Am I doing the right thing? I, I, listen, mate, I've come out the other end of that, and I'm lucky. I work with a, a very good bunch of people who are 
simpatico. They, they were all thinking the same way. And I think that's important. If, look, what was the team size, by the way, right before you sold? Uh, 50. Did they all come to San Jose or, or, or California? Uh, uh, we got our creative service division in Sydney, Australia. We had an uh, office I set up in Bucharest in Romania. Uh, we shut down our office in Utah. We moved everybody to North Carolina. And we've still got our office here in Los Gatos, California. So we, we did look, there are economies of scale. We are shedding a lot of fat uh, and getting lean and mean, which is good. Um, and, and there's certainly, a, you know, there's, there's, you know, I don't, I, I don't know the ins and outs, but there's, there's definitely a bunch of venture capital behind us to make us get to that next level. Of the 40 people that are on Elastic at the acquisition, how many of them have you had to let go? Not many, about five. Okay. So most okay, kept a lot. Yep. They, if I called them and had them on the show, would they still say great things about you? <laughs> I listen. I get, I don't know, mate. Just ring them up. <laughs> I'm a pretty. I'm an open book. It's not like you know. All my staff knew me. I used to have one on ones. I used to do lake walks. That's what makes this tough, stuff. by the way. That's why I'm asking this question. I mean, how do you do that gracefully? Uh, you just over communicate. The one thing the new CEO Gordon Rankin uh, Rapkin's really good at is that he's a very good communicator, and he's trying to you know everybody's on the same page, which is hard with a global company. That's the biggest challenge. Like right. I've been working, uh, yeah, I've been working for twenty four seven for so many years now. It's kind of nice to have a job. <laughs> well, Cameron, I'm having a lot of fun beating you up, but we have to wrap up. So let's <laughs> let's jump into the famous five. Number one, what's uh, what's the last business book you read? Uh, never split the difference. Love it. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Well, cliches as it is, but Elon Musk, I love the guy. Number three, is there a favorite online tool you have for building a business? Uh, I think Jira we use extensively. It's a brilliant tool. Zendesk is another one. But Num- yeah. Number four, how many hours do you sleep to get every night? A lot more now, mate. <laughs> <laughs> About six to eight. That's great. And, uh, and what's your situation? Married, single, you have kiddos? Married to my my sweetheart Michelle, and uh, I've got two beautiful kids, Noah and Mia. They're fourteen and twelve. Did you meet her on Bondi Beach? Uh, I met her in London, I, uh, in Piccadilly Circus. I still remember the first time I kissed her. Oh, that's good. And then you said, yeah. "Come, come to the beach." Oh, by the way, I'm a CEO too, and you're like, you know, working it on the beach. You know, mate, I was a waiter in a restaurant. So. <laughs> That's probably smart. When you're a CEO, you tell them that you're a waiter so that they don't, exactly. you know, and then you pleasantly surprise them when they realize you've got your shit together. You got it. All right. So two kids and how old are you, Cameron? Uh, me, I'm 49. Just uh, turned 49. All right. Last question. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Maybe take venture capital. I don't know. It's, it was hard. Bootstrapping was fun, but I could have accelerated a lot quicker. Guys, there you have it. Take Venture Capital. Cameron launched his company about the year I was born. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> launched, <laughs> launched, 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 I'm not actually kidding by too many years, only about a decade, but launched his company in 2001 really as an agency doing a lot of consulting work, professional services related, quickly changed that into kind of more relationship platform with Elastic Grid, scaled that to about 5.5 million bucks in annual revenue, 40 employees down in Sydney across some of their other offices as well, and decided, you know what? There's a roll-up happening in this space. I want to be ahead of it. I'm going to sell this thing to Zift. And now he's leading as an SVP. They're doing business development. Cameron, thank you so much for taking us to the top. Thank you, mate. It was a pleasure.